0: podcast and we're live how are you paul what's the crack not much uh
1: thanks brandon thanks for having me on
0: good to having see it. you back
1: mm, yeah <laughs>
0: so this is our second time trying to record this podcast we did it the first time and unfortunately there was some audio issues some internet issues but you're back now that's the main thing yeah.
1: Yeah, my plan to not do the podcast has not worked out. You've actually found me out and got me back on. So, Yeah, my-
0: <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> you had somebody <laughs> fiddling with the wires in the background.
1: Exactly, yeah. I was getting one of the kids to fiddle with the computer and the Wi-Fi to make sure he couldn't hear me properly.
0: It was just rustling <laughs> tinfoil on the... <laughs> 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 Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, Paul, uh, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, obviously, you are the Kickstarter King as of current. Um so basically, guys, for those who don't know, just before Christmas, uh, myself and the gang of Fighting Fit had a, a little challenge we decided to call the Kickstart Challenge, and essentially it was, um, a, was it 12 weeks? It uh, no, weeks.
1: it was six weeks, six, six weeks. weeks, yeah.
0: Six weeks to lose uh, one stone. Yeah. And Paul, how did you get on? No, uh, okay,
1: uh Okay, yeah, in the first Kickstarter, um, I started off at uh, 95.8 kg. Um, And I think after the first Kickstarter, I was down just over seven kg.
0: Okay, good Um, man.
1: But we you guys at Fighting Fit ran another one just before Christmas. So those two kind of ran back-to-back just in the lead-up to Christmas, which was excellent because it was great to uh, try and get in shape for the the Christmas season. And, you know, you're going to be meeting your mates. Obviously, pre-corona, we were meeting our mates and being able to be social and stuff like that. So that was kind of a good motivation there. Yeah. Um so just before Christmas I think I finished in at around um eighty-two or something like that or KGs. So um I think um it was it was um quite good to have that, but I think it was just a case of uh, getting getting motivated and getting back into gym and getting training. Um the Kickstarter then ran after Christmas as well. Um, I think up, yeah, at the Christmas party, I think we had um, like 32 pounds I had off Crazy. at that stage, so that's what that was within a 12 week window. So that was um, a big it was a big it was a big achievement, but it was definitely not achievable without uh, fighting fit having yeah. my back, you know. So, um, I'm still learning, still trying to keep on that journey, but it's getting harder now to shift those pounds.
0: At the well, minute, this is, so. I mean, obviously. It's the same with, with building muscle. You know, it's like yeah. the first, first few pounds kind of come on easy, but after that then, you know, you really yeah. start you st- start slowing down. I mean, your body, yeah. you kind of reach your um, your upper limit, you know, so yeah. it's, you can't yeah. expect to lose weight and lose weight and lose weight. And even saying that, it's like, obviously, for at least aesthetic purposes, that's not that's not the goal. You know, the goal is no. to, be, to be fit and strong and be healthy. Um, I don't mm-hmm. take now that out. I'm hearing myself in both ears. Um, <laughs> obviously, the goal is to be fit and be strong and be healthy. And, um, you know, after a point, losing body fat, once you're healthy, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just defeats purpose, you know. Um, yeah. As well as that, you know, it's like I'm, I'm kind of against the whole mindset of just being shredded all year round, unless it fits comfortably into your lifestyle. Like, because, yeah. you know, it's mind, body, soul. If, 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 you know, especially nowadays, because this just isn't some people's field, you know, some people just aren't engrossed in, in, in the science and really do just get overwhelmed. <laughs> Yeah. Um, with with the whole thing and kind of really start letting stress them about losing weight and you know mm-hmm. developing eating disorders or even just like kind of just anxiety with the whole situation and yeah that's no way to live either.
1: No, and it's good that you pick up on the anxiety and and eating issues because I'd say, uh, uh, unknowns to myself, I probably would have grown up with a bad relationship with food. Um, as a youngster, um, pre-teenage years, I would have been quite heavy going into teenage years I would have suffered the the wrath of many a a slagging at school and being called fatso and all the rest and I suppose that stays with you even though you don't really like to admit it somewhere in the back of the consciousness is there and that feeds into the whole um it's not I don't know if it's an unhealthy relationship but it's it's not a good relationship with your food and you, you emotionally then connect some anxiety issues or depressive kind of thoughts with your food and that's where your comfort comes from and the you know, I, I remember years ago, someone said to me that you're just trying to undo years and years of, of, of um hard, bad habits now in terms of either your physicality or your emotional or your spiritual kind of well-being and stuff like that. So I guess fighting fit has really been a, a, a key to me just to start that journey of kind of rediscovering myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an image maybe in my head of the the kind of physicality that I would like to have. A bit of, I don't mean so. I want to be a bodybuilder. I just want to be... um a healthy, leaner, um, functional version of myself, uh, yeah. I guess. But um, I,
0: I, yeah. I, I think as well, it's very important that everybody kind of um, crafts that image themselves, you mm. know, because I mean, I think so many people just kind of let other people pick that image for them, you know, like you see that photo of Arnold Schwarzenegger on the wall, they look at it and they go, that must be what I'm supposed to look like, you know, which mm. is obviously so far away from some people's <laughs> capabilities and yeah, so far away, only because not their capabilities. You know, there literally is physic. Uh, what would I say physical limits? Because yes. you know, yeah. one of the, Arnold, Arnold's the reason he was the best was, you know, it was a flip of the coin luck because you know he won the genetic lottery in terms of you know like you know if you talk to bodybuilders, muscle insertions and all this kind of stuff tend to look better. This body mm-hmm. shape, beats this body shape, and then. Like one of the most ridiculous mindsets in terms of yeah. work ethic, work yeah. ethic and hard, di- hard mm-hmm. work and discipline. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know some. It's just not even in anybody's wheelhouse to ever become that. Yeah. But at the same time, like on the opposite level, you know it's like you have, um, you know, professional athletes who maybe just, you know, they're just in phenomenal shape. And some people just, you know, like even if, even if they got. All their stuff together, and you know they'd no discipline issues. Like they might not even want to look like that. That's just not like not their interest. Some people like mm-hmm. fast cars. Some people just don't. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you know, but it is yeah. also imp- it's important to craft what healthy looks like. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's so important yeah. to, to not just think. Oh, well, I see all these fit people on Instagram. That's what I'm supposed to look like. Or, um, you know, I see all these people, these movie stars, and that's what they look like. That's what I should look like. And you know, it's like yeah. realistically, that's not what normal people look like. And yeah. it, most people can look like an exceptional version of themselves but that shouldn't be a cause for anxiety it should that that should be that should be empowering it should mm-hmm. almost give you energy not take energy away and one of the reasons I believe that people get overwhelmed by it is because they notice that the gap is so big
1: yeah you know yeah, and definitely.
0: and most people when they kind of start any kind of skill they they, they kind of the routine of it is Try the skill, obviously, are terrible at the skill, get frustrated by the skill, and then it's it's either repeat or give up. Yeah. You know, in a yeah. way. And an awful lot of people give up and don't understand that you know, they you, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He just kept repeating that cycle until he was Arnie. You know what yeah. I mean? Whereas yeah. there's many who could have been but didn't because they gave up and got frustrated. Yeah. And obviously, you're one of the people who decided. You know what it is. Despite the fact that I was fat so grown up um i i you know I'm aware enough and I've done enough self study to understand that there is a way forward, and I'm mm-hmm. just gonna have to put in the time
1: yeah, um yeah, and it's not like for lack of trying, I mean I suppose you you have to be careful to make the distinction that you're not being too critical of yourself in terms of getting that bad image and solidifying that image in your head and thinking that there's no way to change that, and that's where you live and you know you have to try and make sure that you be critical about yourself and i suppose in my personality myself it's probably one of the strength i consider a strength to be quite reflective and quite critical of myself sometimes overly but i don't mind that because i'm aware that that's sometimes my personality makeup but i think that's what drives me to try and be a wee bit better than i was but um yeah over the years i've tried different training schedules i've tried to run a few marathons do x y and z but it's always been a flip it's it's always been a wee bit not enough or maybe I didn't apply myself it's not I don't think the tools that have been given to me whether I joined a gym or I looked for a coach it not wasn't necessarily their fault that I I didn't succeed and it was just I my maybe my attitude or my application of it wasn't great and I couldn't uh, sustain it I think that's the main thing with fighting fit that I'm I feel I can sustain what I'm learning. I feel like I can really apply it. And I feel that everyone in there has my back, not only the coaching and the professional staff, but the, the community around it. And it's it's very empowering. I know it sounds cliche, but it really is very empowering. I think there's there's no way I have, I'm not arrived at where I want to be. And I wouldn't like to say that I'm you know, successful, but I'm proud of what I've got so far. But that has not been just by me. It's been supportive of fighting fit. Obviously, my home life with my kids, my family have been supportive of it because they know if I become a wee bit better for myself, I, I it, it, it it feeds into them. I become yeah. better for everybody. And that's ultimately, I whether I achieve my physical goal or not, it's the better person for someone else that I want to be as well. It's yeah. bigger than me. That's my yeah. bigger goal here. So I think fighting fit has been a major key in, in me. Stepping towards that.
0: And kind of what was the um, so what kind of what kind of shape obviously mentally, physically, emotionally were you in before you kind of started your journey? Uh, because I mean, like to take action to 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 I don't know to have that kind of drive to make that decision that in not just to lose 32 pounds but to do it in 12 weeks, there was obviously kind of some kind of drive driving force behind you.
1: Um, sometimes people credit me me with thinking things through when really the reality is i just let's do it and i don't really think too far apart from that decision but uh, earlier on in 2019 i was like yes yes um in may my sister got married and um it was great at the time though my father was quite ill so uh, we kind of knew possibly this could be the last big kind of celebration in terms of family and all the rest. But I looked at myself that day and I had a suit for that wedding. Now, this suit was quite old and it was when I was quite big as well in terms of my physical stature and stuff like that. And um, I just about got into that suit for the wedding. Now, there's a picture that of me and my sister together and it looks like I've eaten myself. And I've, I'm now, and I'm standing beside the per that so person. So, um, that day in particular, I just felt really self-conscious of my size. I felt self-conscious of how I looked. I just felt a wee bit depressed, to be honest. And on one of the most exciting days of of for my family, I was so happy for my sister. Like, I was just fighting that urge not to stay depressed in the way I physically looked. Um, I don't know if that makes sense but um, yeah, no, that kind of motivated me and then the whole summer I was kind of trying to do a wee bit myself and there was just no motivation there but so September uh, kind of in my house with my wife, Annie and myself we all see it as a, like a new year so um, Fight and Fit kind of was advertising the Kickstarter program around I think it's about the 9th leading up to the 9th September uh, so In the summer, I kind of tried to look to do bits and pieces myself, but the motivation really wasn't there in terms of trying to turn my physical appearance around. Um, So I booked in with Fighting Fit, had a coaching call or a a consultation with Stephen. And um, it was great because I remember there was no, forgive my language, bullshit. It was just, if this is what you want, this this is not going to be easy. And it was very, very much clearly set out that the responsibility would be on me, my shoulders, but the trainers and the community would fighting and fit, and the staff would definitely be there. But you had to commit to the program. Well, yeah. It was almost like do you know, and Jason Bourne when he have him in there, and will you commit to this program? <laughs> Apart from me I getting,
0: do. I don't say I do. I don't. I think I've seen like the fifth one or something.
1: Yeah, well, if you watch the first one where he's having the flashbacks and they they're kind of got pull a hoodie over him or whatever like that, and they're kind of breaking his brain down. I felt yeah. a wee bit of that sort of vibe, <laughs> of Stephen. So maybe he has a a past life as a torturer, or maybe something like that, or a, Not a past life.
0: I think this is his present life. yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah. Anyway, listen. I signed on the dotted line and kind of didn't really look back or think too much about it. But yeah, it was a shock to the system getting into a. It was that was kind of my first time in doing like a small group PT, if you want to call it. I know fighting fit is so much more than that but that was my initial kind of um, understanding yeah, of what I that, was going that, into that's
0: essentially what we're trying to kind of get, get yeah. the message across but I think you, yeah. like, that's the nail that we want to hit in the head yeah. Is, yeah. it's not It's not a, like I said it's not a boot camp or like that it's small group PT yeah. so yeah. it re- really is you can get um, that kind of one to one feel in small groups and obviously then mm-hmm. obviously all the other coaching aspects of it as well but yeah, no, you're spot on
1: yeah Like one of the biggest things that stuck out to me in the first couple of days and weeks was the amount of attention that the uh, staff and trainers were able to give to you, and um, whether it be a chat just before the training started or correcting your form or saying, listen, are you struggling with this? This is what I find helpful. And uh, just being able to give you a few stretches and a few mobility things and they could spot things out straight away, especially yourself. Like you, you could see that for me anyway, my shoulder mobility is is something I'm going to have to work on for a long time. It's so tight, but you spotted that straight away and were able to give me modifications for different things and takeaways for home and stuff like that in terms of uh, stretches and stuff like that. So you always got, every time you went in there, you didn't just get your training session or something that you needed to get. You got that something extra as well from the trainers to take away because you knew they cared about you and then they were always checking in as well. But then you also got to make a few friends as well. like that. I, yeah. I mean, I don't have a huge circle of friends in my life particularly. And, you know, that's probably more my introverted ways than anything else. But um, I really do feel like I belong in there. I know that sounds yeah. kind of soppy and stuff, but uh, yeah. you just have a great, great ethos in the place. Really welcoming community. So I think that all these things kind of aligned to make this period of me trying to go for my physical wellness work for me. So, it wasn't just a combination of my maybe determination to just go and yeah. work out. It was all the other support systems that Find Fit can give you, um, yeah. not just yeah. the attention in the in the in the training session, but all the other stuff that goes with that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. But also, I think you, you sell yourself a little bit short because I know obviously, look, it's just it's just like everything else. You know, some will and some won't. Mm, some do yeah. and some don't. You know what I mean? That's just the yeah. case. And fortunately for you, you know, this was just a time in your life where you were a, dooner, a doer, not a don't-er. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, that really stands to you because you really do need to be ready. You know, you need to yeah. be ready to do the work. You need to be in a position where you're going to make the sacrifices. You know, you're yeah. going to you need to be in a situation where you're mentally fortified enough so that when you hit a little bit of resistance, it doesn't buckle you. You know, that's the yeah. way. Yeah. And that when somebody gives you something to do and they say, Oh, by the way, this would be helpful, that you're in a position that you go, Oh, okay, I'm in a position where I'm ready to accept help. You know, yeah. whereas I feel yeah. like some some people are drowning in their in their situation and it doesn't matter how many times the hands offered to them, it's not that they won't take it because obviously it's not a literal hand. You know, it's they just I don't know, they're just not ready. You know, some mm-hmm. people just aren't ready. And I always kind of come back to the, the twelve steps program. You know, step one, admit there's a problem. You know what I yeah. mean? Ste- you have to admit that there's a bloody problem. And some people think, Oh, well I've signed up to a gym program and I'm, I'm admitting there's a problem. It's like, yeah, yeah, but I don't think you're actually admitting that you're the problem. You know what I mean? I don't think you're admitting <laughs> yeah. you think that the fat has happened you. You yeah. know, you, you think that the lifestyle has happened you, but this is your design.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and whether or not circumstance played or luck played a massive role in that, so did you. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. one of my favorite motivational talkers, um, Jim Rohn, very successful businessman. He was kind of talking about, you know, when he went to his coach the first time and he was basically saying, look, Jim, I want you to uh, write me a list as to all the reasons you're not doing well. And he basically wrote down a list and he was like, oh, well, you know, the government and my job and my boss and obviously look i haven't got that much time and um off i don't have that much money and bloody blah, that list was on and your man show kind of has a left list and he goes just, just one problem with this list and he's like you're not on it <laughs> you know you're not yeah. on your own list and that's yeah. so important because and that's really scrap everything else and just write yeah. you and it's yeah. extreme ownership taken because at the end of the day nobody does the work for you no so there's no point in putting all these kind of things in place, because if this would change, and if this would change, and if this would change, and if this would change, this would change, this would change it's like, that's great. Yeah, it's brilliant. It'd be really nice if those things would change. But what if they don't? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. best case scenario. Best yeah. case scenario is they all change for the better to suit you. Yeah. But what but if I, they don't? I th-
1: yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. But I think you're you're correct. If you, you can start with yourself. If You change that bit and are aware of that bit, I think all those other things naturally line up for you anyway and start to change because you can then see, well, I'm checking off with myself and making sure I'm changing I'm I'm taking the ownership and responsibility. Right now I can maybe consider maybe my financial situation. Now maybe I can consider my my time management situation. And you just get a better focus and a better clarity around those things. Um, and that's another thing that this now in the second half of my life in terms of, I'm I'm, uh, uh, in 41 and I'm still learning. And that's one thing I don't want to come across. Like, you know, I am suddenly a guru here. I'm constantly learning. And it's some of these tips that I've heard over the years that fight and fit in yourselves, kind of trying and instill in your, in your, your clients. It's not that I haven't researched them or maybe, um, looked at them a wee bit myself in my coming up to this point it's just maybe i haven't had the attitude well they're the professionals maybe i should take on board what they're saying it's yeah. not about you uh, i don't need to quality check what you're telling me in terms of, i i believe i can see it Do yeah, you know what i'm brilliant. saying yeah yeah you, you, the, the I'm, product I'm, you're selling me you don't really need to sell it because it's so evident when you walk in the door to find fit yeah and but that's
0: no. what's funny when you said that it's like I also don't claim to be a guru. Like, I, well, I'm i I'm, I'm, half your age. You know what I mean? But yet, no, people come in to me from, from my, quote, unquote, they will just listen, like, my advice. You know, it's like, yeah. it's not my advice at all. This is advice yeah. that was given to me. These are age-old principles. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I, like, I for, like, I don't even have these things perfected. But I tell you what I do do, is I have the sense enough to listen to people far more successful to me And I know as like, like I am just at the beginner, I'm an amateur Mm -hmm. at this stuff, but I know because I put these principles into practice at at an amateur level and I've jumped up into an intermediate level or you know, Mm -hmm. a beginner to intermediate, whatever it is, you know, this has helped me climb the ladder. And like, I remember when I first started this job, obviously like, you know, people like yourself, um, obviously much older than me, not much older, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) I was, I started this job when I was like 19. So When, when, I, when I first got into this job, I was working with people who were maybe like 35. So mm-hmm. they had so much more discipline, so much more life experience, so much more wisdom than I did. So when I gave them these principles, they ran far further with them than I did. Yeah. yeah. And that just kind of reinstilled in me mm-hmm. the faith of these principles. It's like, yeah. oh, geez. Like, you know, it's like when somebody who is way more skilled and way more determined than I am puts these things into practice, that just, now I'm going to double down on them. Yeah. You know what to do yeah. it, and like yeah. I said, then obviously I've got role models, and you hear, like I said again, Arnold Schwarzenegger, for fuck's yeah. sake. You know, mm-hmm. the training principles are there in simple practice, yeah. like you said. It's a, it's a done yeah. deal. It's yeah. just about basically then, and and I, I I suppose that's the exact thing that you say. It's like it's just having the faith. Yeah. To believe that it's going to work, and I don't think. You can have two. There's two areas you need faith in, and I I, I really do believe that. 90% of people do not have a failure in faith of the process but a failure in faith in themselves yeah. you know I really do yeah. feel like that's what really lets people down like is the fact that they don't believe that they can adhere to their program because I've so had so many people fail the program that I've said oh yeah look the program's fantastic and obviously I'm kind of thinking I know, <laughs> you know so, and, and, but it's like it's their way of kind of saying to you it's like look it's not you it's me and that's so sad yeah you know because because that's because they're just right it's like and I Mm -hmm. wish that wasn't the case because I remember when I again when I first started I was like no 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 I'll change the program look we'll do it this way we'll do it that way you know it's like I would have ran laps for people if I bloody could burn the calories for them I would have done it yeah yeah. you know but you just can't
1: no no it is it's it's like I mean even though I think everyone's growing up in different ways, but like definitely for me, we're looking back on it like you know even now, I'm still trying to just do a wee bit a day, and um there's there's different things like maybe in the past, my mindset like I'm not saying I would have done things perfect, but I would have had a perfectionist thing that would be in a roadblock, a mindset that if it's not perfect, well then what's the point, or yeah. that would stop you, so maybe when you're talking about people not being able to to do the program or whatever it's that case of well if i can't perfect this
0: um, it'll fall yep.
1: short of my mindset therefore um it's going to be a, just a domino effect and keeps them stuck
0: yeah exactly. i know for
1: me it's been a roadblock in my life that i'm just having to learn to let go of because sometimes just getting it done is that step you need sometimes that's just, just a wee step of keep moving forward and that's all you need. And then you build. it. Legitimately,
0: 100%. I can tell you, Stephen built this business yeah. on that exact principle. He calls it imperfect action is better than no action at all. Yeah. Yeah, and well, honestly, it's, like, it's, like, like me and, me and Stephen, and, or me and Jen, sorry, kind of looking at Stephen doing this, obviously caring yeah. about him and trying to help, yeah. would in the early days kind of be like, oh, but what about this? Or what about that? Yeah. Or what about this? Or, you know, it's like, oh, geez, that yeah. needs to be. And his attitude was move forward with it. We'll fix it later. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise yeah. we will be no for for more forward along.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 a power it's a powerful um thing that you know as I say like I mean I um there in 2016 I went back uh, I took a uh, kind of a career uh, midlife crisis sort of thing happened in my life where I wanted to go back and and study so um just finished my studies there uh, to become a primary school teacher so when I went back then it was kind of like. My academic um, ability is really... I wouldn't put it very high, and it was going to be a major challenge, but um, I just had to learn that, you know, whatever I could get done, and even talking to the lecturers and saying, well, I don't know, fully understand this topic, I, I can't really do it 100%. They are like, stop trying to have it perfect. Just dive into it and just do your best. Just get it done and just, you know, follow the steps and see what happens. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be... Ninety percent result all the time. Mm. Eighty percent or seven percent is still better than no percent. Mm. So if if you're going to just say if it's not perfect, I don't submit it, then you don't you get zero percent for that test. Mm. And that's probably the same in life. If you're not going to really apply things, you're just going to get zero percent all the time. So you have to kind of just, which is better. And even a baby step, even a walk. Um, I don't particularly like walking, but uh, when I was commuting to college, when it, before COVID, I was just walking to the bus, walking back. That was just a wee extra bit, a wee smaller step to just, you know, a bit of fitness, a bit of headspace, you know. So, um, yeah. it's just small things.
0: Yeah, it really is. Honestly, it really is. It's, yeah. it's the little things, and as you said, just, just kind of daring to fail, you know, like it's yeah, like yeah. like uh, we call we call, like you said the the perfectionist mentality. If you have that perfectionist mentality. You'll just kind of, you'll, you'll procrastinate your life away, basically, kind of waiting for perfect. I don't know anybody in life who's perfect. And it's kind of it's sad as well, because I remember I had this kind, that kind of um, experience of boxing growing up. I remember thinking, like, I needed a perfect record. And it was, it was, it was great for me, because I won my first fight, and I lost the next four. <laughs> so that really <laughs> <should've> destroyed, <laughs> that destroyed my record, immediately. <laughs> you know, and then I didn't feel like that, that, that superstar. Who went like that? Floyd Mayweather, who went from or Mike Tyson, because they like they were my idols growing up. So you know, Mike Tyson, literally undefeated, knockout after knockout after knockout, and that's just kind of how I had it in my head. And when my story broke apart from that, it didn't. I didn't then go to the next guy down the line. I went Mm -hmm. from Mike Tyson to failure. Yeah, and that's some jump. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You that's, know, um, that's harsh on yourself
1: as well to be able to, you know, criticize yourself that much or whatever. Or be. Oh
0: man, I just, remember like my, my self-talk growing up, I don't know, like, I don't know where I developed it, but it was yeah. the most, it was the most, I, I to some extent, I think I it was obviously a reflection of what other people had said and obviously, look, like, when you're a kid, you, mm-hmm. you get bullied, you know, or you yeah. get not nice things said to you. And which is maybe fair enough because, you know, sometimes I probably did stupid things that mm-hmm. kids would be like, oh, yeah. That was stupid and I'd take it personally. <laughs> you know, and then other sides, kids are just cruel, so I do nothing yeah. wrong and kids are put yeah. funny. So, you know, it's it's rights and wrongs both mm. ways. Um but like you said, it's like you take these on board and then repeat them to yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you've obviously got like your physical inadequacies, like for talk's sake, I was at least half the size of the tallest person in my class. Yeah. You know, and then that can that script repeats itself. And as you said earlier on, it's like That repeated for me until I was like, even now, when I say it repeated until, it still repeats.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, like you still have the remnants of these things, but it's just kind of having the better sense to just not listen.
1: Yeah. And then um, that famous kind of saying is like, you know, which dog are you feeding like within yourself? you want to put those voices or those kind of mindsets or those kind of self-talk as a, a metaphor, as a dog, if, if if you starve that dog, that dog will eventually just either wither away and die. And mm. if you feed that, maybe maybe more positive dog. I know it's a pretty rubbish metaphor, but there's that kind of saying of which dog are you feed within your you kind know, of I, mindset I, or your. I you're love so, that metaphor, so, but the yeah. question
0: I have, Paul, is how do you feed the dog? What does he eat?
1: Well, <laughs> that's a good question. I suppose it has to be positive self dog. Then I suppose oh, you're going. Sorry, gonna,
0: but but so so one's let's say one's 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 good, one's bad. Yeah. So what are what are they feeding on? Are they feeding on attention? What are they feeding on? Well, uh, isn't it where
1: your focus lies as well? That's where you're going. Now. So if you're constantly thinking about it, so, so if you're listening to yourself talk constantly, you're listening to that kind of, if you want to call it bad dog, but if you can try and replace that thinking or that attitude and maybe give the, the stake of positive kind of exercise and what you're going to get out of it to that dog that, you know, is going to energize you. I suppose that's the way I'm kind of framing yeah. it. It's not a great metaphor, but I suppose it's just something no, no, that, you know, you you have to, um, like it's like plants as well. You have to kind of feed something. We have to feed our body. I know Joe Wicks is always saying on his, uh, Facebook page, that exercise energizes you. So even though you feel crap, and uh, you don't want to do exercise. The feeling and what you get at on the other side is so much worth the motivation and self-talk and the hassle of getting yourself that time and cutting out that time in your day. I mean, it's yeah. so it, the awards are so much better than say it is only twenty minutes or a half an hour you have for those twenty minutes. What you get back so much more outweighs what you have to sacrifice.
0: Definitely. And I,
1: I think that's just you have you have to have that mindset as well. But then also don't overthink things like no when the gym was open before covid like we would go down to the early morning sessions and like my body or my head did not want to get out of bed it was just a case of the closer downstairs change bump out i would literally only get up about five minutes or ten minutes before i had to leave the house yeah because that gave me less time to think about what i had to do it actually put more pressure on me to get out that's the way yeah i like that so the, the, there's tricks that you try and train yourself to do, like you
0: know. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I one of my favorite tricks was, um, was uh, <laughs> David Goggins. So, um, he kind of said, you kind of have to negotiate, and give, I like so basically it's kind of you compromise. You don't give in completely, otherwise you end up just staying in bed all day. You kind of negotiate, so it's like, all right, we're going for a ten mile run. All right, okay, so that's the the warrior says ten mile run. Yeah the weaker voice says stay in bed. Yeah. So we'll, I'll meet you 70%. Let's go for a three mile run. And you're like, mm-hmm. right, fine. I'll go for a three mile run. And immediately the barrier has went way down. Yeah. yeah. So then you get over that barrier and you're running, you're right there for three miles and then you go, ha ha, I tricked you. We're going for 10 <laughs> miles. You know, it's, and that's, it's this kind of uh, play. With, and that's, that's what I did. Like I used to yeah. literally get up and I'll never forget it because I just tortured myself. I tortured myself. I was listening to David Goggins. I listened to the book twice. Steven and Jenny went to Thailand. It was just me, Niall and Chris in the gym. And it was me and Niall on the same shifts. Niall needed to a, Niall was trying to get into good shape and I was trying to be a good, good coach and a good friend and a good example. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was listening to David Goggins. So I was just taking everything he said and applying it. (laughs) And I just, I just made this deal with myself. I said, see for see until steven jenny get back because maybe the, the my, my old mindset was Stephen and jenny are gone away um now i had like you know a few more roles and responsibilities yeah so i've taken on them roles and responsibilities it would be fair to pull back on other areas yeah. and that way you know i still can manage that equilibrium yeah. and i said no i'm going to double the output and I'm going to, we're going to crack down because you've got more responsibilities here. You need to be twice the person. Yeah, Whether yeah. or not that mindset was correct. It worked for me. So basically okay. what I ended up doing was I ended up getting up at four o'clock in the morning. I had the gym at half four. I did my shift in fighting threat from like half five until three. And then I, me and Nile did another workout. And then wow. uh, after that, then me and Niall go get food. I'd come home. We only got a new puppy, i would have to look after the puppy. We'd have to go out then take the puppy for a walk and then obviously clean the house, uh, do yeah. all your responsibilities. And then I had my relationship with, with Chloe to attend to as well. So for me, it was it was this whole experience of just mm-hmm. going to the end of your battery. Yeah. And just yeah. seeing right, okay, what does that look like? when you're at the end of your battery how do you actually operate at the end of your battery and one thing I noticed immediately was not very well (laughs) initially initially it was not very well at all like my self-talk was terrible yeah you know my ability to perform tasks when I asked myself to do it when it was difficult was bloody awful Mm. and now it's at a stage where that voice is just so quiet yeah you know, like generally that was an audible voice before I could literally hear this voice in my head because I got up in the morning. It was pitch dark. I didn't want to wake Chloe because she didn't agree to go up at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I got up at four o'clock in the morning. I had just complete darkness. I had to be in silence because I didn't want to wake anybody. And my mind, like you would swear that the room was full of people. Yeah. Like, it was just this big audible noise of giving out and complaining and mm-hmm. of alternatives and going back to bed and excuses and calling Nile and all yeah, this yeah. mad stuff. Yeah. And eventually, after a while, that voice just got very, very yeah.
1: quiet. Yeah, you drowned it out. Yeah, like, that's that's powerful. I mean, I think we all, as much as maybe I'm maybe generalizing here, I think everyone has some form of voices that they, they're good and bad. I mean, there's some very self-powering people personalities out there that have really good developed really good listening techniques in terms of listening to that inner voice which is really empowers them but I know it's something that maybe like yourself I'm struggling with and still learning to you know um overcome and um, I find sometimes that if I was to try and describe it another way it would be that I see my life and my thoughts as boxes and there's sometimes that there's just I can only kind of handle one box in front of me at a time. So whether that be my work or my study or my kids, it's very kind of clinical and there's really no emotions. So if I'm in work mode, it's like you're not getting any emotional value out of me. And I'm very sorry, but it's just for a period. And once I can, close that box and put it away i'm available emotionally to you and sometimes you 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 don't think about it you just like in the mornings going to the gym which was like pick up while i'm in workout mode and this box is just full of all that stuff that's physically going to hurt me for now but it's going to benefit me later don't think about it too much it's like when you're told you have to do a rock sand finish and you know it's 25 burpees if you think about it you won't move but if you just get into it and just freaking move because the coach is going to come over and scream at you anyway so you may as well just move and get it done get it over and done with and just Player, but you just, sometimes you, I just have to box things off.
0: It's so, it's so funny because that's it's a great way of looking at it. And two, two things on that. Jim Rohn again, wonderful man. If you, if guys, anybody listening, yourself, well, Jim Rohn yeah, has a book on all of it. He's just, just principles for days. Yeah. Just all these wonderful yeah. principles. And he said, when you're at work, work, and when you're at the beach, be at the beach. Yeah. Don't bring your work box to the beach, and don't bring yeah. your beach box to work.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. The, don't do that because when you're, you won't give what you have to give to work if you're bringing your beach box to work, and you won't yeah. bring your, you won't bring your family yeah. attention if you're thinking yeah. about work. So it's like, yeah. just talk about efficiency. You know. Yeah. Do what you're supposed yeah. to do when you're supposed to do it. Yeah. And then the next thing was, um, for me, using them boxes was so bloody powerful. I remember I was at a stage. Um, in my life i like i i don't I don't really even know what was going on at the time. I don't think I had a whole pile of emotional trauma, but i I remember just feeling feeling very low and like really struggling and I remember at one one stage I went downstairs and had a random panic attack, and I don't know where this panic attack came from like I was literally just going downstairs, I was upstairs with Chloe. Downstairs to get a drink or make tea or something like that. Came down into the kitchen and actually, my heart just started yeah. racing. Like it wasn't as if I was thinking about anything; just physiologically mm. having a panic attack. And my heart started pumping out of my chest, and I was sit- sitting there. And the old me, that little boxing Brandon who lost his first four fights, his mindset came in, and I was terrified. And then I had this new box that I had built since I started fighting fit from eight, from 18 to 21 at the time. And he was Coach Brandon, mm. and immediately I was like, "This Brandon is going. old Brandon's going to get me killed right now." What's <laughs> What's new Brandon saying? So I literally switched mm. into this new personality, and he said, "Drop and do push-ups." I was like, "Okay." So I just <laughs> dropped down and started doing push-ups, and all this extra energy went out of my kind of out of my cardiovascular wow. system and into my muscles, and just everything started to calm down and cool down. Wow. And only for I kind of had this ability to kind of break my life of myself into these kind of different sections
1: mm-hmm.
0: coach Brandon saved me and old Brandon would have got yeah. me killed or at wow. least you know really panicking in about a wet mess on the floor yeah. and it's kind of just about you know understanding that who you are at home can be different to who you are at work and who you are at work can be different to who you are with your with your friends and mm. there's pros and cons to it all
1: yeah and I think the awareness of that is cool but also there's nothing wrong with either of those boxes on their own or together or, or like as you say, trying to not get them to cross over is where maybe the the inefficiency and maybe the the confu- huge confusion can start. But I just speaking from my personal experience, like I, I have never really listened to John is it John
0: Roan you said, is it? Jim Rowan,
1: yeah. Jim Rowan. I've never really listened to him, but like uh, you know, obviously that principle—that—that's just the way I describe it. That principle for me works, but uh, I listen. Have I always got that right throughout my life? No. Like I mean, there recently, um, earlier on this year, I mean, I was still in fighting fit, but my, my dad sadly passed away from from cancer. But um, that was a real—that was a real mess. There were the the box of my memories or the box of my relationship with my dad got all muddled up. And I guess if I was to describe it, I had a wobble. And basically, that box just—it its contents emptied every, everywhere else. And I suppose I panicked about getting all that stuff back into the box, keeping yeah. it there, making sure I managed it. And I just—it wasn't physically; I wasn't able to manage it. It was emotionally. I just had complete lack of the tools to manage it, and um, it was a wobble. But you know what? I kept as best I could my physical working working out during that period. Now, this my nutrition kind of went. Down the pan, and that was kind of more grief, kind of driven as well. But I, I kept working out, and even now over this lockdown, I think I've actually worked out more than than I have before. And I think it's for me, I'm finding it's the key to kind of just keeping your mental wellness up there. If you want to be peak performing, I think you have to be trying to commit to at least at least the five workouts. For me, that's for me anyway, just to keep your that keeps your brain
0: going. But sorry, just just on that, it's kind of like, I suppose at that stage in your life, uh, peak performance is not where I would describe you trying to be. It's like, it's not really an optimal time in your life. God God rest your dad when you know your, your, yeah. your, your dad passed away. So it's kind of, why do you feel exercise was so important to you at that time? Why was that something you um, come to?
1: It was just, I mean, I guess you, you analyse so much when you lose someone so close. Um, I'm not saying my relationship with my dad was 100%, but it was, you know, it was... You, you you, you 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 put everything in perspective, you start becoming very reflective not only about how your dad was for you in terms of your memories and stuff like that but how maybe you might have for me it was, was I a good son? Did I do enough for him? Does he know how I really feel in terms of how I communicate because with men sometimes that's not the greatest ease to have these conversations um, and I felt for me to try and hold my forgive this shit together. Exercise was my it was kind of like the thing that just the glue that kind of kept me me moving. And I wasn't prepared to let go of what I had achieved so far. I'm not saying I've achieved massive things here, but for me
0: personally it was a good twenty two pounds of twelve weeks pause is a hell of an achievement. Yeah, well listen for
1: you know, I always have this saying, you know, uh, when I have the t shirt and all the rest, and, you know, I can say, uh, you know, uh, then maybe I might give myself some kudos. But until then, it's a work in progress. But I felt it, it was too much to sacrifice. Listen, I knew over that period where the funeral arrangements were happening and stuff, the nutrition was not going to be great. I ate some things I shouldn't have, but my portions were out of control. You know, I still I, 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 wasn't so rigid that I, I knew I had other things to attend to, and I wasn't going to put the, the, the worry of nutrition onto my, my already kind of fragile emotional state, yeah, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, so yeah, I just kind of, I I I said over the next two weeks, this is probably the way the nutrition is going to be, but my exercise is not. Yeah. And that was the trade-off
0: that's, I made. And that's one thing I think is very important, is that you don't bring your nutrition box to the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah. it's like that's, yeah. like
0: that's super important. I think that's a, yeah. a, a thing that an awful lot of people do, is, you know, it's like they try to be strict on themselves at the wrong time. And it's like, and obviously yeah. you got that balance right. But even, yeah. even still, I'm kind of getting the sense, like you had this internal battle with it. Oh, totally.
1: Like, but even the slagging, like, you know, my wife obviously was aware of the nutrition and kind of strategy I was on. Uh, actually, uh, that's another thing about fighting fit that I can't, I actually can't call it enough is that like, I know Nile, the trainer there, would have um, a friend relationship with maybe my younger sister and stuff like that. But they came. You represented, you came and you actually came to the house and, and paid your condolences as, as, as a community, which was really quite touching. But then um, while he was there, of course, I had, a, a I don't know if it was a donut or a cookie in my hand and a cup of tea. So he caught me red-handed, but we had a bit of a slagging. But of course, yeah, the first few days during that period, I was so aware that I was kind of maybe emotionally reaching for a snack. But I had to just say, listen, I can't really deal with that situation right now because I'm dealing with this other bigger picture. Of course. But my training's on point. I know I'm going to train. I know I'm going to go for a run. I know I'm going to go for a walk. I know I'm going to do a home workout or whatever it is, and you know I kept that up.
0: Yeah, I think I think just like for me anyway, this is kind of something. It's it's a trend I see again and again, and it's you know it's it's it, it can be quite it's it's strange. So it's kind of like good and bad foods. You know, yeah. like I see if if anybody knows me, and I mean knows me, not just coach me. Everybody knows me. I bloody love cookies. If any of you guys are <laughs> looking for a snack, right? Boxes <laughs> have these biscuits, right? And they're cookie biscuits, and they've got a chocolate face on them. And I bloody love these things. Are they a good food? That depends. Mm. It's like if you're looking to feel good in your mouth about food that you're eating, and you know entertainment guilt for or like you know wanting to not care about anything except for enjoying yourself i know that's a great food
1: yeah
0: you know or another way to put it you know a comfort food yeah you know like that's so important to understand it's like food is not just nutrition but food is also not just pleasure yeah you know i think most people swung so hard in the way growing up That food was just there for pleasure. It was there to kind of make them feel good, have the crack on the Saturday night, and it kind of all got away from them. But then what happens is they swing so hard the other side that they end up again with this mental anxiety over just eating well the whole time. And for me, it pains me to even say that this, you know, this flooded through to you when your dad died, that like you couldn't even mentally reprieve yourself a little bit to go, of course I can have a fucking sandwich. You know, it's like who yeah. cares if I have a sandwich right now? It's like in the greater scheme of things, like yeah, what like me me putting on seven hundred and fifty grams of body fat does not even factor into the equation. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not yeah. relevant at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's sort of way on yeah. like on yeah. unless it was a case whereby God forbid, you know, your health was at risk or something like, or yeah. you know, you're you're diabetic and all this kind of stuff, then maybe it matters because it's health issue and all this kind of stuff but yeah it's like just being able to have this like on, on and truly balanced because some people what this is and I'm, i've been i've been i've for this myself you know eating as eating a salad three times a week and then eating shit food the other four days and calling it balanced that's not balanced that's four to three that is not yeah. balanced my friend mm-hmm. you are off balance yeah. but generally not like generally swinging so hard into the salad game that when the time of cooking comes around they start to get a panic attack
1: yeah, I know it's it's not like, and I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, you're right to call out that I still am learning from a nutritional point of view. Like, I mean, one of the tools that we're encouraged to use in Fight and Fit is the My Fitness Pal app. And I know a few weeks ago there was um, a really informative post put up by another member on the Facebook group, group was how sometimes writing stuff down can be really helpful because it's a visual thing, not to just have your app. And load up your food, but maybe just without really thinking about it, just be able to go to a, like a, a piece of paper and say, right, yeah, that's my meal for the next day or whatever. And I know preparation is key in all these things as well, but it's about getting a good balance as you say, but it's also about getting that you're not afraid, that you kind of are comfortable enough. Well, these are the portions that I know are healthy as well, but that I'm gonna enjoy, that I'm yeah. not gonna to be too worried about, you know. I'm going to be super fat by Saturday because that's not the way, you know, it works, you know. And
0: you can fit it in. You can fit it in across the week, yeah. Yeah, and
1: another key thing that yourself and Stephen always promote and put loads of really good information on on your uh, channels about is being that, that not only a calorie deficit, but calorie budgeting, where if Mm. you do want to have that social event, and I know maybe that's future down the line now with COVID and stuff, but, you know, If you want to bank a few calories for the weekend because you know you want to go out and enjoy yourself and maybe have that dessert for your dinner because it's a special occasion, maybe your anniversary, that you can do that. But Mm. it's about being clever as well. You know, it's not about Mm. having no life. And you talk about these Kickstarter programs or these fat loss programs and you think people, oh, yeah, but you just bent back straight after it. But I haven't. I've consistent. My graph on my page it's quite empowering when you look on that over a longer period than six weeks. If you, like I look back over a few months now, the graph has got a few kind of valleys and a few kind of hills in it, but generally it's kind of the graphs going down. Yeah. In business world, that would not be great because the graph should be going up because you want to be making more profit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. In, the, in the fitness world, and for me, that's that's very empowering seeing that. It's a yeah, good well, visual well, tool. Maybe,
0: maybe if it was business, it would be costs
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah profits obviously you want to go in the other way yeah but um yeah so yeah I, i'm i'm slowly learning to be a bit more um conscious of the fact that i'm still learning about nutrition I so uh, that kind of sounds weird but there is so many things to learn about nutrition and even the, the nutritional tricks that might work for you i know say you're the same age as me they might
0: work for me it's just like there's few there's a few tricks as well there and yeah I, I think Every, it's a, everybody's different
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah and like even even like you said it's like people have got different kind of frameworks in their mind mm-hmm. you know people like a house like what's so funny i i kind of one of the things i kind of started to understand is that people see the world so much more differently like, like the the study of uh, the monkey in the basketball always comes to mind. Did you ever see the the study of people passing the basketball around the, the, the court? And we want you to count how many times the black team passes it around. Oh, and obviously yeah. you're you're trying to avoid not counting just the blue team's passes. So there's a black yeah. team and a blue team and they're passing around. Mm-hmm. And basically then at the end of the, the, the questionnaire, they go, okay, how many passes did they get? Seven, you know, 95% of them get it right. And then they go, did anybody notice anything strange happened? And maybe like five yeah. percent noticed. Yeah. And it yeah. was like this was like, monkey yeah. man dressed through, up, yeah, yeah. beats his chest and walks off, and nobody's yeah. seen it. Yeah. And yeah. that to me is like you could think about that for 10 years. And I think that would be long enough to think about it. Yeah. Like you see what you are focused on and nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you miss the, the amount of information that you miss when you're looking at something is literally hilarious. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when you look when you look at a cookie, you see something, but that's not necessarily what I see when I look at a cookie. Yeah. You know, like when I look at a gym, that's not what everybody else sees in they look at a gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure now you've are you're you're, you're you've kind of went back to teaching. So I'm sure like when you look at a school, you see so much more than maybe what somebody else would look at if they look at a school. It's just there's mm-hmm. all these complicated layers happening at the one time yeah. And the time spent to investigate each one of these layers, like for talk's sake, it's like you know the next question could be, all right, everybody walks off the field. How many people have brown hair? What? I <laughs> wasn't oh, looking for brown hair. <laughs> oh well, that's too bad.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're right, and like it's 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 perspective as well. And I mean, I know when we had kids, my perspective and outlook on life changed. Now they're getting older; it's constantly evolving and changing. Just like you say, I'm starting to notice different things, like you know I've. Been, well, my eldest is going to be 13 now in August, so she's fast becoming a teenager. So her outlook on life is reminding me of what I was like. It's like, all right, you need to give her a bit more slack or else you need to be a bit more strict. But it's constantly shifting on yeah. what I need to pay my attention to. But I think the key to me being able to manage all that is if I can be physically well within myself, yeah. that I, 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 will, I will learn how to deal with that. You're I mean, there's enough- no there's no there's no playbook for this and if anyone tells you there is I think they're lying because I think yeah. it's just you have to learn by uh, failing and getting up and going again.
0: Experience, exactly. Yeah. Paul, do you have any any advice for anybody listening and obviously look, our particular um, niche and market and audience just tends to kind of be people interested in fat loss um, looking to improve themselves looking to do a little bit better achieve a little bit more set the bar a little bit higher.
1: Uh, first of all, I couldn't recommend uh, fighting fit enough. I mean, as I say, I've tried different systems before. Uh, whether that system worked or not, I think was ultimately down to my attitude. And um, I think your attitude is the platform to take you further. I mean, uh, famous person Zig Ziglar says, "Your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude." So, oh, I mean, that's, cool. that's that's a very small person who has experienced. Some adversity in his life and has really discovered a few 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 tips. And I think fighting fit definitely put you, the client, at the forefront of what they're thinking about. They plan everything and put all the support systems there. It's like you say, if you're willing to take hold of them, I can't I can't see how you can fail. Because if I can do it, and sometimes I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in myself, if I can do it, there's no reason stopping anyone else. And I mean it's the community there as well. The trainers have your back, Um the accountability is is key as well. Um, I I just it's the format of as well, and I suppose the the boxing element for me is very good as well. I know we're missing a wee bit of that because we're not we're at home, but that is one thing that's majorly different about the system you have as well, and the expertise you have in the field. You just have an expertise not just in personal training, but you just have an expertise and in that whole kind of fighting mindset and also the skills and, bo- and boxing. So mm. um, if anyone w- maybe was in a situation and they found themselves in a situation or are in the situation where I was uh, almost just 12 months ago, uh, I would say if you really want to make a change, if you really want to change not just your physicality, but your whole holistic development,
0: uh, hook up with fighting and Fit and you will not regret it. Brilliant stuff. Thank you very much, Paul. Appreciate no that. Problem. Glow in review. <laughs> um, and then lastly, Paul, just kind of what, what was, what, what's your biggest accomplishment, accomplishment today? Is kind of physical or mental? Um, kind of just, just for you personally, just kind of round it all off. Um,
1: I love running and running when you're heavy is one of the quickest ways to kill your body very quickly. I have done marathons in the past and the lightest I've ever achieved to get a good time in a marathon was back in 2013, but I wasn't as light as I am now. I'm now sitting around 76.6, 76.8 kgs. When you're running on the road with that, that amount of weight, it's so much easier. I'm not saying I'm a great runner, but I'm a lighter runner. I'm able yeah. to go for longer. Yeah. Um, so one of my biggest achievements is being able to get out and feel good on the road, and that has been majorly impacted by the fact that I'm getting stronger, and I'm also getting lighter at the same time. Yeah. I have a lot of things still to learn in terms of running properly, but I do have a goal maybe somewhere in the future of going back to the half marathon distance. So I'm now on the road to getting there because of fighting fit. So um, that's one of my goals in the future, as well as trying to cut a wee bit more. Um, My skin has stretched because I got so far, I think, (laughs) in terms of my weight, and there's still a wee bit of uh, jiggly bits to sort out but um I'll get there I don't know uh, how quick but I definitely will get there
0: yeah I think I think so too I, like I said it's again it's just about having faith you know just yeah. just moving forward and just understanding if you put in the work you will get you will at least get the best result you can yeah
1: yeah I mean, and it's like Steve it's like Stephen says the head coach you just have to give your genuine best effort that's something that always sticks with me when I feel really low like I can't go for more just give your whatever whatever left whatever your best is left just give it yeah. and that's all you ask for
0: like you know like jay i 100 like you cannot get, do any better than your best
1: yeah,
0: yeah. if anybody asks you to do better than your best you run the opposite <laughs> way you know it's like and like you said anybody judges you for your best again run the opposite way Yeah. like you said it's like you know be the hardest worker in the room that doesn't mean do the most reps yeah you know it's like and that's that's something i've kind of always And and so, funny enough, obviously, now, uh, like, uh, obviously, my own experience comes from being young. I'm still in my youth. But, like, I know, like, every time I busted my ass, I made it to the top 70%. Very, very rare, if ever, did I make it to the top percent. But I always, I always was at least hanging around with the champions Mm -hmm. for. For and I mean genuinely giving my best, like, because yeah. there was times. That's one of the reasons why we love boxing. And I think it's one of the reasons why it kind of turned us into kind of the kind of coaches that we are. The kind of coaching style that we have is because, like, there was no bullshit with boxing. No, you no, know, like, like, like you try and like if somebody wanted to bullshit me now, it would be so much easier for me to just kind of throw them into the ring. And just say, here, look, you deal with that. And that will <laughs> kind of let you know. Like, it's, not a, it's like, I believe you. I'd love to believe you. Because I used to cod myself growing up, like, oh, no, I'm doing the work. And I generally used to lie to my coach sometimes. You know, he'd be like, did you do the extra go, Oh, yeah, I did yeah. the extra work. Did the run before school. And <laughs> you come into the ring and you'd walk out. And the coach would be like, I know, I know. <laughs>
1: You
0: know, that's, just, that's exactly it. And that's yeah. just kind of it. like life will find you out. Um, yeah. So it's like if you're not getting the results that you want, I mean, it'd be nice to be able to see say you're doing the work, mm-hmm. but you know, you're found out. And then the opposite side of it is sometimes you do your best and you lose anyway. Yeah, that's just
1: yeah, that's the situation I had for. Yeah, yeah, I literally had to
0: just yeah, yeah. I just just sorry, I just like you know, I tried my absolute best. I I did everything, I made all the right sacrifices, and I still ended up crying in the minivan on the way home. You know, it's like, and and you just have to deal with that. Like, as a 15 or 16 year old who, you know, gave up their social life, gave up the nights out, to to make this genuine, honest effort and for it still to not be good enough, that's such an important pill to swallow, because you know, Jim Rohn again, he always says, you know, it's like, sometimes you plant your seed, and then you know, the, the, the harvest just doesn't come. You know, either it fell on bad ground or the, the thorns just mm-hmm. kind of tangled up your seed and choked them to death or um, it didn't rain in the right spot. You didn't get the weather. It was a thunderstorm and a hail ruined your crop. Them years happen. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you're not going to plant again next year? I no. wouldn't advise because yeah. then you're going to get nothing.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's another part to that just before. I don't want to hold you too long. But, no, no, um, you're cool. Years ago when I was playing in, in soccer, like I wasn't particularly skillful, but I was lucky enough to hang around very skillful players. And just when you're talking about that, I think that, you know, fighting fit, there's a lot of really dedicated people that want to be there. And some people in that gym work so hard that they inspire you, but it's like their success and their talent rubs off on you. Mm-hmm. It encourages you to try and step up a level. And I'm not saying I'm trying to be like person X in the gym, but they're inspiring me and they don't probably know it. But it it just it keeps getting you up a level. And yep. that's one really good thing that you have there. The community people want to be there. They they buy into the ethos and that rubs off on everybody else and just creates that really good dynamic. So um that'll be another thing that I would say is different about fighting fit for me anyway is that that's
0: I've never really
1: experienced that before.
0: I think I think the thing about it is is that you know them. You know, I yeah. think I think yeah. I think that's so important because you know it's like very easy to walk into a gym and see someone that's like, oh, I want to be like them. But it's another thing to kind of talk to them and have that little bit of relationship with them. Yeah. And then you see them kicking ass and then you're like, Yeah, Damn, <laughs> that's so cool. How yeah. could you be so cool and so bloody hardworking at the same time? Yeah. I want yeah. to be more like that. Like it's just it's yeah. just such a good good thing to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely been inspired. Like me, me as a coach, like every once in a while somebody comes in and they just they just have this aura about them, mm-hmm. and you know, so you just you can just tell when you meet some people, it's just like they just have this kind of energy that elevates everybody around them, you know, yeah. and it's 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 win-win for everybody because of course. that person when they come in, they get to be in a place that they can kind of put that spirit to good use, and obviously. Mm -hmm. hone it and grow themselves but everybody around them gets to kind of to grow as well and it's such a beautiful thing to kind of get to be a part of because as a living even though like as i see i see people like online kind of you know just sliding it's like oh you know lifting weights and you know just getting a better body you know it's like that's that's what it is on the surface Mm
1: -hmm.
0: you know but there's this like and and obviously like it's 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 fine and it's it's hilarious to kind of mock and make fun of oh yeah like oh you just train lift more (laughs) weights eat more protein but there's this thing happening underneath that. And I think that it, it, it reaches across to all, all other areas of people's lives, which is, you know, get better, work mm-hmm. hard, you know, mm-hmm. put yourself under under some weights and, you know, it's like, see how you see how you react, you know, poke yeah. you a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd definitely. I think
0: that's so hilarious.
1: <laughs> it is, yeah. It's the benefit of the collective as well. It's like what you just said there, that when you're in a PT session, uh, the small group, uh, like with 15 or 16 other uh, clients there, there's a buzz, there's an energy, there's a help, but it's the benefit of the collective. When those kind of heart rate zones all all go up or someone beside you is in the red and you feel like you're doing your genuine best, but the, the, you, the sweat's dripping, it's just
0: energizing.
1: It's just energizing. And you have managed to be able to transfer us all online and yeah. I know I don't always link into the Zoom live workouts, but I'm following, replaying the live off Facebook. And even though the coach might be talking to someone during the live session that happened maybe two hours earlier, I'm using that. They're talking to me. Yeah. Get up, Paul. Get another one out. Get yeah. off your ass. Your form's bad. They're talking to me. I don't care if they're it's,
0: saying, but it's so funny Peter. Or yeah, yeah. Jimmy or Bob. They're talking to me. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> so funny because, like, you see when I'm coaching a class, I just imagine this client in my head. I just picture this random client in my head. I imagine that they're bluffing me. And I was like, come on, keep it up. And normally it's me. Normally it's me who I'm coaching. And it's just a lazier version of me. And I'm just kind of coaching him up off the floor. And that's just yeah. kind of how I approach it. Because, like I said, I think we all we all get to that stage where we need to push. And, like I said, and then the other side of it is, like, most people, when you give them a good push, like they'll surprise even themselves.
1: Exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, you definitely, you're, you're my nemesis, on anyway. you, you definitely know how to push and push the buttons and stuff like that. But, listen, uh, you have a great professional staff there who have wonderful strengths. But uh, these are doing a great job, and you're definitely I can't thank you enough for where I am so far. And. Thanks so many for just even talking to me. I kind of a wee bit humbled by the whole experience to be honest with you. Wee silly so, here. I, I I'm,
0: I, I'm really delighted that you decided to, to to come and talk to us as well. Again, yeah. I'm delighted that you, you took the program and made the best of it. And I'm mm. I'm I'm really honored and so thankful that you appreciate the kind of the time and the effort that we we, we spend trying to um create this kind of system. And I have to say again, I can't take credit. I get constant praise and obviously look, I play my role. But, you know, Steve, this is Steven's system. I yeah. think, you know, he designed this wonderful place and he, he does all this research and is constantly yeah. updating it. Um, but like I said, an awful lot of time and effort really does go into kind of making this a valuable experience um, for anybody who wants to make it all that it could be. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, we appreciate you doing that. and We appreciate your testimony. We appreciate, you know, giving us a shout out and letting mm-hmm. people know that, you know, you do the work, the results are there.
1: Oh well, listen. As I say, if 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 someone like me can do it, there's nothing stopping anyone else. So,
0: Brilliant stuff, Paul. Just, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks a million for having me, Brandon. All
0: right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at Muma coach, or you can catch uh, the 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 host um, Instagram, which is Stephen at fighting fit, fighting underscore fighting double underscore fit. Um, and Paul, if anybody wants to follow you, you're on Facebook.
1: Yeah, reluctantly, but yeah, I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, More more Twitter man, but Facebook I am on, yeah.
0: Good brilliant stuff, guys. Thanks so much. And we'll see you in the next one. Have a good one.